Welcome to the Propreneur Podcast, where we help practice owners become better entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Dino Watt. And welcome once again, everybody, to the Propreneur Podcast. Excited to have you here. And uh, as always, I am Dino Watt. And today we have a very special guest on that I've known for quite a while. And you'll probably see that as a theme over the last probably four or five episodes. I've been interviewing people that I've known for a while, but we just haven't had on the show yet. And this is one that's uh, really exciting for me because I've been able to see a lot of the stuff that he's done over the last few years for the industry. And when I say the industry, of course, I'm talking about both the dental, the ortho industry uh, specifically. But really, if you are a practice owner, you're really going to want to listen to today because not only are we going to talk about how you can run your practice well from an insider, but also how you can scale your business by adding products and programs to your business. And that's one of the things that I talk about with my clients all the time is you have to think like a business owner and scale your practice. And that's what we're going to get into today. That's with Elijah Desmond. Elijah, Elijah, welcome to the show. Hey, Dino. How are you doing, buddy? I am awesome as always. And I really appreciate you being here. I know you're super busy today with the filming schedule and you know, you're just a pretty big deal. So we all know that. So uh, glad to have you here. What we do on every show, uh, Elijah, at the very beginning is we love to hear stories because I, I believe stories connect all of us together. So tell us your story real quick about how you got into this industry and how you got to where you are right now. <laughs> we got three hours or? Yeah, let's bring it. <laughs> yes. So how did I get into the industry? Well, uh, first off, I come from a, a dental family. My uncle's a dentist, my aunt's a hygienist, my mom's an office manager. I, oh, grew wow. up, I grew up on a big farm in Ohio, uh, shoveling uh, crap and nice. uh, baling hay. I told myself I didn't want to work uh, in that type of a, a job setting when I grew up. I wanted to not have to sweat and use uh, my muscles unless I was in the gym. Yeah. And uh, I also knew that, look, I wanted to practice in dentistry, but I, I, I wanted to run businesses. Uh, but, you know, I, I needed to start somewhere. So I decided uh, that I would uh, take the hygiene route. So I graduated from Ohio State University um, as, a, as a dental hygienist. Uh, oh, wait, know, what is it? Oh, hi. O-H- Okay. I, I want to make sure I got it right. I'm terrible about it. You guys are doing that all over the cruise. And I'm like, I have no idea what they're doing. And I think yeah. I learned it. So. O-H-I-O. And so, um, you know, and I think it's important to, to also know I, I tested into a college at age 15 years old and began my career as a motivational speaker. Oh, and cool. so I graduated then, you know, six years later, uh, moved to the beautiful islands of Hawaii and uh, started my first business uh, you know, fast forward to today, I've, I've started 17 businesses. As you can probably assume, uh, I am no longer practicing clinically. Uh, I yeah. graduated in 2010 and uh, stopped practicing clinically in, in about 2000, graduated in 2009, stopped practicing clinically by 2012 and uh, just started a, a lot of businesses. And uh, it's, it's been a fun ride. And, and, and that's what, 11 years now. It's crazy. Time flies. <laughs> so you are a serial entrepreneur and you yeah. have the heart of an entrepreneur, which I tell people all the time, there's only about 3% of the population that actually are entrepreneurs, have the spirit of an entrepreneur, can handle the, the pressures and the ups and downs and the roller coaster of being an entrepreneur. And so what I love about this conversation then that I'd love to talk a little bit about is you talk to a lot of practice owners who aren't necessarily entrepreneurs. And as you know, I... You know, I talk about the propreneur, the professional entrepreneur, 
these doctors who are professionals who go out and get degrees and then are kind of pushed out into the entrepreneurial world. What do you see is the biggest kind of uh, difference between how you think about businesses when you go into these businesses and see them versus what these doctors are thinking about their businesses? Absolutely. That's a great question. And speaking of that word serial entrepreneur that you just titled me with, I, I wrote the book serial entrepreneur from startup to success. And it Did you really? Yeah, Amazon bestseller. Well, yeah. I meant to, I meant to plug that. So. Yeah. <laughs> when you say that, <laughs> that buzzword, that's me. Yes. So that's awesome. What do I see the difference, you know, uh, with dentists? Well, first off, let me tell you, let me compare myself to uh, the dentist. First off, uh, if I had one business, um, and only my one business, and it was my first business, uh, I would only know so much, mm. you know, I would only know so much. Right. And so, um, you, you only know what you're taught. You only know what you go through. Uh, you learn from your mistakes. I've been through 17 businesses. Them are my, that, that's my own businesses. And, and then helping, you know, countless people create theirs, improve theirs, et cetera. Um, the biggest thing for me in the, as an entrepreneur looking at the dental business uh, is, is that I feel that people should take a step out of dentistry, actually. Entrepreneurs that are, that are knee deep in you know, teeth and gums, right, and, and, and bone, take a step out of dentistry and plug yourself into actual other industries. Get yourself involved in, in a mastermind and, 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 and other, um, surround yourself around other entrepreneurs. I'll tell you, it was the best thing that I did for myself. I, I, I'm in an organization called uh, EO, Entrepreneur oh, Organization. Great. I'm, yeah. And, um, you know, the best things that I've learned outside of dentistry is not with, not with dental people. And, I, right. and then I brought that into the dental space. And so, you know, you just got to surround yourself around uh, other mentors that are just not specifically only the experts in that industry. And I feel like that's helped me to skyrocket my career in this field. I love that you said that because I've been a proponent for years. I wrote about it in my book about how, you know, the biggest shifts in industries have come from, without, from outside that industry. You know, if you look at everything from how we got fast food restaurants, right, from the gas stations, right, and right, how we, how we uh, you know, Ford is always, you know, credited with uh, creating the assembly line, but that was from the meatpacking industry, right? So we look at all these ways of we as entrepreneurs have to be thinking outside of our own silo because uh, we can't see with, we're in our own jar, right? And we're seeing only what we can see. I love that you're part of EO. I tell docs all the time they should be part of EO or other net networking groups. The reason why I have the ProPreneur networking group is because of that specific reason. It's like, no, it's not a study club. I get it. You all go to study clubs. But the problem is you go to study club to learn from other people within your industry. Right. Go and get an outside perspective. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I'll relate this. You know, I, went, went, I don't coach. I don't consult anymore. Mm -hmm. But whenever I was uh, consulting uh, in this space, you know, people come up to me and said, you know, I have been uh, a, a dental professional for 35 years and been so proud of it. Like, you know, right. they know so much. And uh, I say, okay, how many offices? I've been with the same office. So, okay, how much do you really think that you could know from being in the same exact practice in the same settings in the same profession for 35 years? And so what if I told you that I've been to 35 practices? Would that be different to you? Do you think I'd be able to bring any value to you? 
Right. What if I've been in 35 different industries? Yep. You think I'd be able to bring more value to you. So it's all about, you know, perspective and essentially totally. just being willing to learn and, and, and learn from the outside. It's interesting you mentioned the consulting side of things because it's actually one of the conversations I have. And this in no way, you know, is to, to denigrate consultants that are out there at all. I, I often talk about how I don't consider myself a consultant. I'm an advisor. And because I am taking things from other industries and typically what you see in both the ortho and the dental space of consultants is some of the badge of honors are, well, I've worked every position in a office and that's the badge of honor. And I get it because they're talking about relatability. I understand what the front desk person's talking, thinking about. I understand what the lab person's talking about all this stuff. And what I say to that is that's awesome. What other industries have you worked in besides just the, or the dental or the ortho space? Because you're still looking at it from that narrow point of view, as opposed to this broader aspect of even if I'm seriously, even if it's fast food, even if it's, I mentioned, I work from Disney all the time, right? I worked at Disney. I worked at Nordstrom's. I worked for Cinemark. Well, because those are so completely opposite of where we are working inside these inside of the, the uh, practices, but the perspective is completely different as well. So I think it's really important for people to have that with them. As you are going into all of these offices and you're sharing your knowledge or not going into the offices when you're talking to these doctors and you're, and you're sharing your knowledge of these 17 businesses, what's the biggest failure lesson that you love to teach over and over again? Like what's the one that you're like, oh, this was the worst. Don't do this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a, a, no question. Doing, doing everything myself, you know, oh, doing everything myself and, 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 when I learned to hire, you know, hire more people and hire the expert uh, and work on my business and stop working in my business, it set me free. It's the difference between being an operator and an owner, mm -hmm. right? A lot of operators out there who think that they're owners, but they're not. Right. I mean, all my businesses are, are self-run because of the people. I have amazing, amazing cultures and amazing teams and I over, oversee them. I check in and they, they do an amazing job. Uh, but, but it's just that I, I, I oversee them. I work yeah. on them and that allows me to uh, do bigger things and grow the business because if you're working, you know, constantly in the business uh, it's hard to see it from the outside. And uh, you know, if you're thinking on me and I'm a dentist, I got to work in the business nonstop. I got, no, you don't. No, you don't hire an associate, cut back hours, do things differently. You know, you don't have to, uh, be working, you know, your nine to five, five days a week. I know some of the most successful dentists that work three days a week, two days a week. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's very, very true. Well, let's get into a couple of your businesses. Now, uh, two of them I want to talk about specifically. Uh, you're, for those of you that are watching the video, obviously on the, on the YouTube channel, you're seeing the Driven Dental t-shirt that he's wearing. You know, we want to talk about that, the Driven, uh, sorry, driven dental implant marketing t-shirt. And then from there, life, because those are two of your businesses that you're really talking about a lot. That's ones that I know most about. And I'd like to find out how those started, especially let's start first with the realm of marketing because marketing is one of those challenges that so many businesses have. And uh, I know, I don't know. So I don't know how much have you dealt, uh, have you dealt with the ortho space quite a bit? I mean, I was deep in the ortho space in my okay. consulting years, but right now my, my marketing company is not in the ortho space, but there's a lot of things that they could use that could be applicable. 
Right, exactly. And that's what I wanted to, to point out is that in the ortho space, uh, we're probably reversed that in the in between the two of us. I'm not as deep, in, although my career started in the dental space, I'm not as deep in the dental space, I'm in the ortho space. But in the ortho space, when it comes to marketing, most people consider marketing what truly is networking. Like how many other referring dentists are they going out to see and are they taking out to lunch? And that's their marketing. But you have a real understanding of what marketing is and how to get people to be attracted to what you do. Yes, absolutely. So I guess, I guess let me go ahead and first start off by saying, if you are doing marketing and you don't have the proper systems and processes in your practice, once that marketing gets you the new call, new lead, then you need to stop your marketing immediately and get your house in order. That's right. Hire a coach join a mastermind, join a program, or hire a marketing company that includes the coaching. Because I'm gonna tell you what, for years as a marketing company, I would bang my head against the wall and not understand why, why I was not able to maintain all of my clients. And I started digging deep and I actually went into the practices myself that said, oh, well, we're giving you bad leads. And I would go in and we're implants specifically, but if I can go in on one day and I can close two 30 or 40 or $50,000 cases, and pay for myself for a couple years. Yep. There's, there's, it means something's broken. So when there's no systems and processes in Love place it. in a practice, you're dead in the water. You're better off driving down the highway with your stack of cash, throwing it out the window. Forget about it. And I maybe you might be able to go back and pick up some of the, the $1 bills you left. <laughs> maybe. Right? Well, I often say, look, you can have the greatest market in the world that's getting you a thousand new clients walking in your door every day. But if the system after that, after the moment they walk in or call you is broken, you don't have great salespeople, you don't know how to really deliver your message, then it's all for naught. You're just having another thousand problems walking in your door. Absolutely. And, you know, specifically, you know, we are, we work with implant marketing and we are now working with airway. Oh. And in a nutshell, what we're doing besides the coaching on the systems and processes specifically for those people. Okay. The biggest thing that we're doing is, is we no longer believe in leads, right? You no longer believe in leads. Leads are junk. Uh, Leads are no good. Uh, As a company, you know, I, I can't stand the word bad leads, but we just went ahead and embraced bad leads. Okay. Right. Uh, especially when you're in the implant space, you're, you're looking for the unicorn all the time. These are patients with missing teeth, no teeth. So explain that because, uh, you know, that's one of the questions, or I I would say even the complaints that I know I hear from my marketing friends who are like, ah, we're getting them these leads, but they keep calling them that they're bad leads. They're, you know, not good leads. And they're stopping our service because of the bad leads. And I know there's doctors listening to this right now are like, yeah, I pay X amount a month and the leads just aren't any good according to my team. Right. For, yeah. So that's part of it. It's your team. Number one, newsflash. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, but number two, listen, listen, your team is doing a million things. All right. And the fact of the matter is, is if I can produce you a hundred leads irrelevant uh, and you have to work really hard to get down to four, you know, two to four quality patients, your team is wore out. Yep. So, so what we did was, is we integrated a virtual platform called Smile Virtual with Dr. Brian Harris. And we essentially took out the entire strain of the team. I went out and hired seven of the, the most highly qualified treatment coordinators on my team 
So that way, all the leads, they now come to us. And we're pre-qualifying and, and selling people. You're screening it already. Yeah, we're screening everybody. We're, getting, we're, we're taking them through all the finance companies. There's about five of them uh, wow. that, we, that we work with. Yep. And we're, we're, we're handing them, we're handing offices uh, cases that are 20, 30, 40, and $50,000 plus cases that are ready. They're pre-approved. The only thing we're not doing is diagnosing. That's it. Wow. Okay, but we're building the, the we're going through all those leads, creating five-minute videos. They watch the video. If they decide that they want to have an appointment to discuss the financing after we go over ranges, they show up, they click the button, they show up with their spouse. They do a, a video, a virtual video with my team that are very high level, virtual uh, treatment coordinators. Yep. And essentially what they do is, is they build the emotional relationship, number one. They educate them, number two. And the third thing is, is right there on the virtual consult, they get them approved for financing. And then and only then, if they get approved or they get 401k or they can get savings or they can get a cosigner, then we then hand them over on a silver platter. So we're seeing on average two to four cases that are hand-delivered to the practices. So now the office has to do no work except for make the diagnosis. You already know how much they can afford and boom. Yep. You can, say, you can take this exact same platform though and apply it in the ortho world. You absolutely could. I'm sitting here literally thinking about this. Elijah, you're saying this. I'm like, why isn't, I mean, I have friends who are marketers going, you should totally be doing this. It's so smart. Yes, ab absolutely. And wow. so we, we've mastered it. It's put us on a wait list. Um, I mean, you know, pre from pre, we doubled as a company, two and a half actually times from wow. pre-COVID because we started doing this and we know that everybody in the industry is going to jump They're going to, it's going to be the new standard. I feel we're setting the new standard. Yeah. Um, so that was the game changer, you know, for us. And uh, because of that, it's taken the stress off of the team. People don't have to go through the whole consultation with the bad lead to get the no credit, no cash, no yeah. education. They can't get finance. They got to go home and visit with their spouse that is a complete waste of time. They don't have to worry about no-shows anymore because the rapport has already been built. Yep. All they have to do is one thing and one thing only, make sure that they're present when the patient's there. And that goes on to another thing that we teach is having that emotional intelligence, giving them the, the Disney experience. And I think you, you've been through Disney Institute, yep. like yep. myself, yep. and uh, giving them the overall experience when the patient walks in. If you wow them at that point, they're already pre-sold. They came there ready to spend the money. And they know, and you know, like, look, as a dentist, you're looking at this patient like, hmm, I wonder, I wonder what they can afford, right? You give them multiple options because sure. you don't know. Right. And you should still give them the same options, but you still know, okay, this person got approved $35,000 through financing. They have $10,000. That's $45,000. I know that they're not going to be able to afford this $55,000 Lamborghini Right. Procedure, but they may be able to afford the $40,000 one. I'm going to give them the Lamborghini, the BMW, the $40,000 one, and I'll give them the Honda Civic one for, for, right. for 20, for 20,000 and then let them pick. And so we basically options. take it. Yeah. We've, we've taken the options, uh, virtual and they, they know going into the appointment. So they're no longer blind. That is so smart. I love it. And what a, a, a headache you've taken away from the docs You've taken away the headache from you as a business because now, like we said, you know, it's not, oh, my team says these leads are bad, which the docs never verify that. They don't know because they're the last person to hear about it. And it's the excuse 
that the team members make for not following up on those leads and yep. not being good about following up on those leads too. Yep. No time. I love it. I think that is so smart. I love it. Yes. It's, it's exciting. This, is, this is what I'm talking about as an entrepreneur. You thought of this because you're an entrepreneur. Yes. You thought of this because you didn't go, Oh, you know what, what's everyone else doing? And this is just the way it's always been done. You right. went, Hmm, we gotta, we gotta build pivot. a better mousetrap. Yep. And we that's pivot. We got, we got to pivot. You know, you point the finger so long, you know, you get tired of the phone calls, the, mar the leads are bad, the marketing is not working. So then we incorporated a coach from start to finish and it yep. helped tremendously, but still yet you have employee turnover. You yep. have people that, that just don't get it. You have people that have their own financial problems, but yet you expect them to present these big cases. How, and how do you have that person with that weighing on their shoulders? They have the financial psychology issues. of money. Yep. Yes. Yep. They have their own financial issues, but you want them to present these big cases. Stop it. It's, it's I, so difficult. Seriously, Elijah, I, don't, you, I know you don't even know this, but on, in my treatment coordinator intensive program that I do, one of the main things we talk about all the time that I think separates us from every other one out there is we talk about the psychology of money. That yeah. just like you said, if someone's sitting there struggling to pay their, you know, $500 a month rent, and then they have to turn around and ask somebody for $6,000, $10,000, $20,000 worth of fees, it's really hard for them to do so. Because when somebody gives them an objection, what are they going to be like? Yeah, no, I totally get it. They have like, empathy. Off. Yes. Yes. They have empathy. They have empathy for that person. Yep. And, and, and so, and not that empathy is bad. But do you have the right person in the right seat is the question. That's right. That's or, right. Or check yourself. Are you paying them right? Yes. Are you paying them right? Are they worth it? Right. Is it? Or is it time to switch out your, oh my God, assistant that's so amazing. They're right beside me. They hand me everything on time. They can finish my sentences. They're the best. Okay. Well, are they more valuable selling big cases? Just something right. to think about. Right person, yep. right seat. Right person, wrong seat. Which one? Yep. Totally. It's the cost of your money. And- Wrong person, wrong seat, right? There's a lot of people who, but they're good people. Yeah, they're good people. They're good people. No, no, no. That's the excuse, right? It's always, look, they're losing you money. They don't know how to close. And their excuse is, oh, but they're a really good person down, deep down. Well, no one's saying they're bad people. It's just they're in the wrong seat. It's okay. Switch the seat. Switch the seat. Yep. Switch the, seat. The, sweet, the seat has to match the pay too. Yep. If you're not paying the person who's closing the money, you need to think about that. Yep. Really, you got to pay them right. They're the person that's closing these big cases. Think about how much more money they can make you if that per was the right person there. And so, well, look, we take all those frustrations as a company, all those complaints, right? And we're like, you know what? We're still pointing the finger. We're coaching them through, but we're still coaching them through. Why don't we take everything in-house? Yeah. So we say, you know what? We're taking it all. We're taking it all in. The only thing else that we have to do is go build a dental practice on our own, right? <laughs> so, I mean, but yeah. at, the, at the end of the day, we're taking it all on our own and now we're handing them over the perfect patient. So anyways, super excited about that. Um, okay. you, can take, you can take some of those principles and, and apply them to the ortho world. You know, a lot of patients, a lot of people, they're not, they don't want to go back to work. A lot of really good salespeople, they're at home. Take advantage of that situation. Pop open these virtual consultations. The, the, like I said, the Smile Virtual Platform to us is amazing and a brand new one is about to come out. We, we run all of our programs through Smile Virtual. They're and, great. Yeah. And, and, and at the end of the day, it was that pivot that actually saved me as an entrepreneur, mm. right? Because as you know, I got multiple businesses. Yep. I had two businesses that were, they took off through COVID because I, I made a pivot, launched at the right time. Yep. 
And that, listen, they say you should have multiple sources of income. Well, due to that, I have been able to hold up the rest of my businesses because I have two businesses that are doing well. And right. my, my other businesses, now I don't have 17 anymore. I've sold off a few. I've failed miserably on a few, you know, uh, but I've been able to, to hold up my other businesses uh, until they can fully recover. But I pivoted quick. I made a change. I seen a niche and I went for it. Yep. That's right. That's right. And that's what you have to do. And what I, what you mentioned just a moment ago is about, you know, the people who are in charge of bringing in the money into your business, you got to have the right people in the right seats. That's the only way to grow your business. Like these docs need to understand is that the way to grow your business is bringing in more cash. And so you have to have the ability to do that. And you have to have the people who can do that. And as you're have these other businesses that have failed or that have sold off, or even that you're propping up with this business now, through that pivot, you've learned the value of making sure you're focusing on the money coming into the business and making sure that you're growing the businesses that way. One of the things that you've done in that pivot has added another component to all of your businesses. And one of the challenges that I see with a lot of docs is their ability to, uh, to uh, scale their business beyond just hiring another associate or buying a business thinking a little more, a little smaller when it comes to what they have to deliver, but bigger in their price. And you've done that through life, which is your other business that I want to talk about. And life is a CBD supplement that allows people to do what? Absolutely. So first off, let me go ahead and put this out there right now. CBD is not THC, <laughs> right? They're Absolutely. not the same thing. For nope. those of you who don't know, um, I have 3,500 educators um, that teach people what the cannabinoid system is. We offer free continuing education. And here in, in first off, you're seeing CBD pop up all everywhere. over. I mean, yep. it's literally everywhere. Uh, and you're starting to see it come into the medical space as well because there is science behind it. It is mm -hmm. real. Uh, it, it's, it's not this snake oil, right? It right. works for everything. And that, no, absolutely not. There's very specific things that it helps for and it, and it works. Um, and, and they say, well, where's all the clinical research and where's all the science? Well, hello, in 2018, the farmer's bill passed and then it was legal. So mm -hmm. really all the stuff prior, that's illegal. Like you can't do it. So there is literally thousands and thousands and thousands of ongoing research. I'll tell you something really cool. Um, I actually partnered with an orthodontist, very high level oh, really? orthodontist. Oh. And um, that is my business partner. And oh. we, we own uh, the line, the entire line called Life. Oh. And we created a CBD line specifically for, you know, dental practices, chiropractor offices, medical offices. Um, it's, a, it's a very high quality um, a CBD line and it's from an FDA audited facility. Now, let me go ahead and be very clear. CBD is not an FDA regulated product right now. However, right. Um, you know, we make uh, some products for some of the largest places uh, in the country and our facility is FDA audited, which is extremely important. That means, look, things are getting tested before they come in at the facility and third-party tested, uh, which is very important. So we have a CBD, CBDN, uh, CBD, CBN tincture that helps you sleep, patient sleep. Mm -hmm. We also have a CBD spray that you use as a mouth spray. The mouth spray uh, is a CBD isolate. It's the purest and safest form of CBD. It has, uh, we've actually added... Uh, zinc to it, 11 milligrams of zinc to help with 
uh, boosting your immunity. And zinc is very popular right now. And mm-hmm. it has a little hint of mint. Dental anxiety is real. And yeah, it people, is. <laughs> right. If people know that they have the ability to get this from you, um, people will get it. It's very popular. We also have a um, CBD or a CBD free, a dry mouth spray. Uh, the CBD dry mouth spray uh, is something that is very popular as well. It's minty um, and it has essential oils in it. It has aloe in it. It also has zinc. And then lastly, anytime a new store orders from us, we actually send them uh, with the 24 pack. We actually send them hand cleanser, foam hand cleanser. That was the business that took off as well during coronavirus. I bet. Um, everybody wants it right now. You see it everywhere, but you, you never know where you're getting it from. So it's very important to understand that you're getting it from a very high level facility. Well, I love, so that thing that's popping off in my head right now is the idea of here you have a place where, so my daughter uses a lot of CBD, uh, CBD oil, not a lot. Like she uses CBD oil for her anxiety and she dealt with anxiety throughout high school and stuff. And she's a young adult. She's 22 now. And that anxiety is real for her and it's really helped her just take a little bit and just not have to go through that anxious throughout her day, right? Like as you said, dentistry causes a lot of anxiety. Like there's a lot of people who get nervous. I actually just booked my six month appointment next week and I'm not nervous about it, but I immediately go into like, okay, how much scraping is going to go on? How much like, how how uncomfortable am I going to have to get? What a perfect place. Like when you're thinking about, you know, you sell ice water in the Sahara Desert because everybody wants it, right? What a perfect place for doctors to think, oh, here's an additional thing that I can add as a benefit to my patients when they come in, even letting them know before they even get there, hey, just so you know, if you have any anxiety whatsoever, we can ship you out a bottle of this, so that before you even come in, you can have some and you can be relaxed. And if you deal with it, man, I can't imagine that wouldn't like fly off the shelves. Right. Absolutely. A- absolutely. It's definitely a need and it's a niche and we filled it <laughs> in dentistry. If, if there's any doctors listening to this right now and not thinking, and I have orthodontists that I know, I've been in clinics where kids have been starting to have you know panic attacks and freaking out through having to get impressions or even have anybody in their mouth or all the people around, all of that, like what a great place to sell it and to show number one, not only caring more for your patients because you're giving them the ability to not have the anxiety, but number two, for kids who are having problems sleeping, for kids who are having problems uh, dealing with that anxiety coming to the doctors. It just makes sense. It's really, really cool. Absolutely. You also have to remember, remember there's no psychoactive ingredient, right? It's THC free. And so that's something that's very important to understand yeah. um, uh, with this. And, and like I said, there's different things, different products that we have for different reasonings, right? So the CBD, CBN tincture helps people sleep fully through the night. Uh, absolutely. It can help with, with anxiety and PTSD and just overall calming your body. However, the spray that you use during the day is not something you use at night like you would use a CBN. You can use it throughout right. the day to calm you and to relax you, right? So it's, everybody uses it different. Some people use it for, um, for, for pain and inflammation as well. That's something that's very commonly used uh, for. Uh-huh. Uh, and everybody's different. Something that's super important is to know the dosage, okay? So make sure that you're talking to your patients and let them know that the dosage is different for everybody. If you're taking a tincture, for me, myself, 
I took uh, uh, one dropper uh, the first night, and it actually kept me up. I took yeah, a, a dropper and a half. The second night, same thing. I took a break. I wanted to sleep the third night. I slept good. <laughs> uh, came back to it, and I took three droppers. I was actually, I slept like a rock. Didn't wake up once instead of four times. So I slept great, but I was groggy in the morning. I took, took it back to two, and it was the best sleep I ever had. I woke up feeling so refreshed. I did not wake up, and I wow. felt amazing. So it's about finding the, the dosage. Uh, as well. It's very important to understand what the tincture is. Well, we talked a little bit off air before we started because that's where I am right now. I have a bottle of the of the sleeping uh, formula and I'm still dosing it, trying to figure out, you know, what works best. Um, I typically sleep pretty well in the evenings anyway, but, you know, I wanted to have this for a little bit more help for those evenings where I do think way too much because my brain goes off on all the different ideas I have for my clients. But one of the things that's really interesting about this is that, again, you're using your entrepreneurial side to, as you said, you saw a problem, you filled that hole, and you're just trying to help other docs do the same thing. Right now, during COVID, imagine if you had, or if anything like this happens again, imagine if you had that other resource coming in uh, from your uh, business beyond just having to get your fingers wet in people's mouths. Like, that's a big deal. Right. Absolutely. They'll know where to get it. And it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a residual income that you'll have, uh, which is super important. And they, now you're, they're tied in with your practice. So you're always top of mind. Yep. Right? So, okay. So here you have your implant marketing, which is killing it. And just like, so creative the way you did that. Uh, then you now have pivoted over to the life and also having that added on to it, not even pivot over, but added to so that people can, and, and I love how they kind of, they really dovetail into the same industry. Obviously life can be used for anybody, but to dovetail into this industry is very, very powerful. And then the thing that we kind of got to know each other over is the smiles at sea is your other business that was, you know, probably is slowed down a little bit, I'm assuming, uh, over the last couple of months, but was really, really a a unique idea and I got to experience it. I'd love for you to tell people how that kind of came about and what your goal is with that. Absolutely. Well, Smiles at Sea is uh, pretty self-explanatory. It's a cruise. So um, everybody's a little leery right now, the ships, but uh, they're doing everything just like grocery stores are and regular events to make it so it's as safe as possible. Uh, But it's a cruise ship. So essentially... Uh, something I'm very, very, uh, was matters a lot to me is the sense of community. So I've built, uh, environment, uh, that, that breeds community, right. Mm. Uh, on a cruise ship, there's not a lot of places to go. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of fun places, but you, you don't go off like a regular conference. You go to the Hilton, everybody's going to go everywhere in the city to different places for dinner. Now imagine right. having a massive, massive room where everybody eats dinner together, uh, in the casino, uh, then the pool. You know, people go to the pool, the casino. Karaoke. Um, karaoke, yes. <laughs> You're building a really, really, really amazing experience with your entire team. It's a team building event. Yep. And, you know, we have specialists uh, that come on our, uh, on our cruise on a regular basis that reward their team for hitting goals or just because they've done a good job and they've been with them for so long. And essentially what we do is we have a lot of courses that are specifically practice management type of courses. Uh, a lot of, a lot of team courses, you know, Dino, you're going to be speaking on the yep. ship. Yep. Uh, which is April which, baby. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which would be awesome. Um, and then we also have really fun things. Like we have a whitening ball where you yeah. dress up in all white 
and there's glow sticks and there's unlimited drinks and there's a dance contest. I mean, it's so much fun. Um, totally. We have a door decorating contest for your team. So that's team building, right? They decorate their yep. door and they, the winner wins a prize. Uh, we give out $25,000 of prizes. And, and I'm talking about fun. Listen, you wear your badge and the prize police come up to you and they just reward you with tickets to get entered into the prizes. Yeah. Um, the speakers are extremely high level, next level speakers. Um, it's very difficult for me to choose the speakers because every year I have between 100 and, and, and 150 submissions uh, for speakers. So it's very difficult. I only pick the best of the best uh, to come and speak on the cruise. And um, the education is, is so amazing. It's, it, it's not often where you get to hear your speaker, then you get to go hang out with them for yeah, four or five nights. Yeah, that was one of the coolest things about being on the cruise last year. You know, my wife and I got to go and being able to go and meet with people that you really enjoy uh, getting to know and talking to, but then also becoming friends and friendly with them while you're, you know, on the dance floor, you're singing karaoke or you're out in the Bahamas and we just, you just have a blast. And it just allows you, like you said, to build that community, which is so needed to go beyond just the normal events that you go to, the normal you know, seminars and stuff that you go to. Absolutely. So we're going to have an event April the 18th through the 23rd. We're going to Labadee, Haiti, um, yep. and Coco Cay, Bahamas. We're super excited. I, I know most of the dental events uh, have moved virtual. I know Greater New York just threw the hat in. I believe Yankee threw the hat in. Um, the Chicago Midwinter um, yep. and the Hinman. So I'm the, la I'm the next one up. <laughs> uh, right? I'm not throwing the hat in. Um, you know, if you're getting out of the country. <laughs> yeah, we're going out of the country. And listen, th here's, the, here's the best part. The cruise line is a huge industry, and they're going to be taking the highest safety precautions. We fall directly in line uh, with the cruises. So we're not sailing if we're not safe enough, period. Right. right. And so um, another thing is, is we decided uh, that we were going to have uh, a land event as well this year. We decided mm -hmm. we're going to have a land event on the That's 15th right. through the 17th of April in Miami. For those that aren't comfortable with the cruise yet, uh, we plan on having, um, instead of like on the cruise, there's like two hour tracks, one hour track with a ton of different speakers. With the land event, we're looking at more uh, certification style or very focused courses. We will absolutely be having an orthodontic uh, track yeah. for sure. That's happening. Dino will be a part of that. Yep. Um, we'll be having a laser hard tissue and soft tissue track. We'll be having a Botox, Juvederm, uh, and filler, uh, cosmetic certification. We'll be having a sleep apnea, uh, type of certification. We have an Avivos certification. We'll have a practice management track. When I say a track, I mean an all one day or two day, uh, lecture. Um, uh, and then look, I had to bring the fun on land, you know, I know you, what to do. Think I was, well, look, one night we're going to have a casino night. Oh, really? Yep. One night we're going to have a Havana pool party with a DJ. Sweet. Uh, DJ Smiles? I don't know. DJ Smiles might be coming. I might hire somebody too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and then, um, look, during that time, there's Dentistry's Got Talent. So we'll have over 100 of Dentistry's influencers there, and we're having a black, carpet, a black tie event, red carpet, black tie event. Nice. That the third night. And that's all before we go on to a five-night cruise. People are going to be worn out and need a vacation. When they're yeah, no <laughs> doubt. 
So look, that's happening. Then in November, we have our cruise out of Texas to Cozumel. So uh, things are happening. We are going to be fully up and running. Like I said, we are cruising. It's, ha- it's, it. it's happening. If the cruiser cru- cruises are safe enough to open, we're going to follow suit. I love it. I think that's great. And it just, it's, it's really is such a great community that you've built. I love just, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be a part of something that I just enjoy the people that I, I get to spend time with. And now what we all kind of went through, through COVID and how we, how we support each other in that community online through Facebook and stuff, because that community was there, just kudos to you for what, the support that I was able to get and people literally who were losing cars or losing jobs, people would band together and help them out because that was part of the community. And that's something that you built. And I think it's really, really cool. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's going to be exciting times coming up. Definitely. Well, Elijah, obviously you are an entrepreneur at heart. Like I said, at the very beginning, uh, not only with all the businesses you built, but the businesses that you are really creating to serve the communities out there really make a huge difference. And I love that you uh, spent some time with us today. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. We've come to a part in our show where we actually go through our six rapid fire questions. Are you ready to play? I'm ready. All right. So from what you've seen over the years and what you've experienced, what do you believe is the most expensive thing that private practice owners are missing in their practice? Missing in the practice, the most expensive thing. I would say most are missing a well-paid and really, really good all-star treatment coordinator. Ah, so true. Well-paid all-star treatment coordinator. What's a book that you believe every private practice owner should be reading? Scaling Up by Vern Harsh. Great book. Amazing book. And it's very detailed but it will teach you how to do business. I really, I'm a big fan of it. I, I was a member of EO before we went on our year long excursion, you know, across the country and we're getting back into it. So I love it. Uh, in my book, The Practice RX, one of the things I focus on is team culture and team performance as the foundation for business growth. What do you see as the biggest challenge that private practice owners are facing with their teams and their office culture? Uh, turnover uh, from their teams. That's the, that's the biggest thing that's happening. Uh, and, and the turnover affects the office culture. Um, and it's due to lack of leadership from the top. 100%. Always starts at the top, the tip of the spear. Uh, before we get on to the last two questions, how can, how can re- listeners reach out to you? Um, well, I'd say the easiest way is probably Facebook. Just type in Elijah Desmond. Uh, okay. That's easy. Uh, you can go to Instagram. That's motivation501. Uh, you can uh, send me an email uh, to info at elijahdesmond.com or elijah at drivendentalmarketing.com. Uh, you can go to my website, elijahdesmond.com or drivendentalmarketing.com. Awesome. Very great. We'll also have those up in the show notes as well. All right. Last two questions. What's the best advice that you've ever received in life or business? Give and give abundantly. Give and give abundantly. Love it. That's nice. What's the best resource or tool that every private practice owner should be using to grow their practice? The best resource or tool would be uh, using the EOS model level 10 meetings within the Asana platform to hold them and themselves and their teams accountable to moving uh, projects forward. So that's two things you guys all out there need to break down. 
Number one, you need to look at EOS and their platform for uh, how they do their meetings and using Asana as the way that you communicate within your platform, within your meeting. Yeah. Right? All right. Very good. Well, thank you again, Elijah, for an amazing conversation. You were a rock star as always. And I know our listeners got a ton of value out of this. I appreciate you being here. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Everyone, again, as always, our goal here is to help you be more proactive, more productive, and profitable in all areas of your life and business. Thank you again for listening to the show and especially for sharing it with your friends and colleagues. Don't forget to subscribe and we will see you on the next episode of the Propreneur Podcast. Thanks so much again for listening to the Propreneur Podcast. We really appreciate your support. If you haven't subscribed already, please make sure you do so. Also, if you feel like you might be a good fit for our podcast as a guest or know somebody who you think would be, go ahead and email us at dino at dinowatt.com. Again, thanks for support. We'll see you on the next episode.